Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelly Scott and Kelsey Goldstein. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Today, we have a really exciting guest on that we have been dying to talk to. So today we have Victoria who specializes in human design. So welcome, Victoria. Hi, thank you. Yeah, we've been so excited to chat with you just because human design is becoming so popular and it's really, really important to know your human design for entrepreneurship. So we're excited to chat with you more about that today, but we'd love to have you just like start off by um, telling us about yourself, kind of what you do and how you got introduced to the world of human design. Yeah, so I am a human design reader and coach. And I mean, human design, I feel like can apply, this might be a generous statement, but I feel like it can apply to every part of life, whether it's your manifestation or your relationships or your health or your business. Um, But I found human design when I was really out of alignment in my career in particular. And knowing my design really gave me the language to heal and embrace certain parts of myself that I had sort of abandoned so that I could step into my path of starting my own business and being an entrepreneur. So I feel like I have had the personal experience of seeing how human design can be applied to all of the common problems that I feel like many of your listeners probably have around like maybe like feeling the pressure to work all the time or like FOMO about not doing something or like how to prioritize all the amazing things that are coming up for them. So um yeah, I'll, I'll pause there, but that's kind of like a quick intro for me. Yeah, that's so interesting because like your past career, I know briefly, is completely different from human design. So like, how did you make that change and like what inspired you? Because you were in the tech world, right? Yeah, I was in the tech world on the business side. I was in various roles, including involving like analytics and strategy. And so I was working with big sales and marketing teams um, to sell more tech products. And there's a part of it that I really enjoyed. I certainly have um, in in my design, I have a defined Ajna. So like, I'm very much a mental person in many ways. Uh, But the pace and energy of the work wasn't aligned for me as a projector where, you know, I saw my colleagues working 50, 60 hour weeks. And it's not that I couldn't do it, because I certainly did for many years, but it wasn't in alignment for me in the long run. And I always have to be really careful about my language because there are certainly projector um, business leaders, politicians, whatever, that are in these really sort of traditionally seen as like, quote, high powered roles. But just for me and my personal path, it wasn't right. So it was showing up um, in different health issues that eventually gave me, at the time it felt really um, like a like a rock bottom, but it was really such a gift for me to then see, oh, what changes do I need to make to live in alignment with my energy and my design as a projector, which if there are any projectors listening, um, 
the sort of token phrase that's thrown out there is like, you don't, you're not really here to work. Like you only need to work three to four hours a day, which sounds like crazy to I want to be a projector. <laughs> I know. I know. Probably I'm not, um, but I feel like it kind of calls to me a little bit. Like I feel a little connected to that. Yeah. Well, I love that you said that because it's like, we all, every type has its own purpose and we're all helping each other in some way. Right. So it's like, you know, you're, you're an MG, right? So it's like, you mm-hmm. have a lot of energy to do things, but nobody wants to be slaving away. And so when we as projectors, um, when I say we, cause Kelly's also a projector, yeah. um, oh, when, we, <laughs> when we honor, um, our pace, we give other people permission to also rest. Like nobody wants to be, you know, grinding away and unhappy. Um, yeah. yeah. And when MG is like, when you do the things that you really enjoy, you get to, show others like oh you can like what you enjoy doing is valid right and so many of of us have guilt around like it has to be really hard or you have to like do something noble and like just I don't know planting a garden or quote just um like tutoring kids that you enjoy you know that you enjoy hanging out with like isn't enough which is so false so I I love that I love the perspective about how we're all here to learn from each other in terms of human design that's really cool so just to Mm -hmm. give kind of a broad overview for anyone that doesn't isn't familiar with human design um what how would you sum it up in I guess a sentence I know it's a really complex system but to someone who is just learning about it for the first time yeah human design is a system that describes how your energy naturally works how to navigate the world in alignment with that energy and to get in touch with your own intuitive decision-making process. So essentially, I think we have all had the experience. Sorry, this is more than one sentence. That was my one sentence. No, no, no it's okay. <laughs> Keep going. This is good. No, my second sentence is, uh, I think we've all had the experience of doing something where there's been like resistance or it's felt like a struggle. And human design gives you your unique blueprint to find a way where you are not acting in that resistance or struggle. Yeah, I have to say the first time I ever looked at my human design chart, it's pretty, it's been pretty base level, my, um, like how much I've digged into it really, but I felt so seen the first time I saw it. I feel like, you know, there are other tools you can use like horoscopes and other, you know, other tools, but I feel like they don't give as comprehensive of a picture. And there was something I read in my chart and I don't remember exactly what aspect of my chart it was, but it told me, um, how I make decisions and, it resonated so hard. And I felt finally like it was okay to be that way. I'm one of those people that I have a really hard time deciding. And I always just considered myself extremely indecisive and I would get really frustrated at myself. But I guess my decision-making type is that I have to fully ride the wave of each possible outcome. And then (laughs) when I do commit to one, it's like 80% in, there's still a piece of me that's not hundred percent sure, but just, I think digging into your chart is just so validating because it shows you the pieces of you that it's good to express and things that you may have felt previously guilty or uncomfortable with. It's just like that affirmation that it's a part of who you are and to live in alignment, you actually should be doing those things. Totally. I, that's such a good example because half the population should be taking their time before making decisions, but it's such a common piece of advice of like, Oh, just like go with your gut, like go with whatever comes first. Right. And then that like totally disregards a bunch of people and there's not this like one size fits all. Yeah. That's what I like. I mean, I feel like everyone these days is kind of obsessed with finding the best diet or like the right work style. And everyone is so individualized that it's basically, it's impossible to do that. And that's why I think human design is such a powerful tool. So would you just quickly go through each of the main types and kind of explain how 
these people are. <laughs> I yeah, guess. yeah, 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 totally. Um, so if you look up your chart, you can pull it up for free online. You'll get this like little humanish shape with all these shapes and lines and numbers. But the very first thing you want to look at, look at is your type. And there's five different types. Each type has a purpose that it plays in the collective. So, you know, there's no better or worse. It's just really embracing who you are. And manifestors are the first type. They are really here to start new things. So they're quite quick and they'll get these like urges. Like when they want to do something, it's this like all consuming passion. Um, and they really like are quite clear on what they want. So they really pave the way for other people to follow in their footsteps for like whatever thing they feel like doing. So JK Rowling, for example, is uh, a manifester and she's like, you know, Harry Potter is like a really out there kind of thing, right? But manifestors are meant to own like their big, bold visions. And then we have generators and manifesting generators. And these are two different types, um, but they share a similarity, which is that they both have this really like passionate energy in their gut, this like inner fire to do what excites them. And so like when you're doing what you love, Kelsey, or any other generator MG listening, you have so much energy for it. Like you could do it all day. You don't need to stop for a break um, because you are getting fulfilled and lit up and nourished by doing the thing you love. And I see you nodding like so hard right now. Yeah, that's extremely (laughs) accurate. My last job, (laughs) my last job, I was like, am I just lazy or do I have a really poor work ethic because I was grinding and it was just something I wasn't passionate about. There would be, like you said, moments where I felt passionate about my job, but overall it just wasn't fulfilling to me. And then when I had a change in career, I realized like, oh no, I'm a powerhouse. I just have to be doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's the key lesson is for generators and MGs, your purpose is to build and create something in the world because you have all this energy to do it. The thing that's going to really set you up for success is actually tuning in first to, okay, but do I actually want to do this? Because just because you have a bunch of energy doesn't mean that you can just do anything and certainly not the things you don't actually care about. Um, So there's that, you know, easier said than done. There's often an exploratory process that goes with it, but that's those two types. And then the difference, the sort of added piece for MGs is that you have a little bit of that manifestory energy. And so you'll get pulled into and excited about different things kind of like a little more quickly. It's like lighting little matches of excitement. Um, And so it's really extra important for you to let yourself let go of what doesn't excite you and like be willing to pivot and like clear things out and prune away, you know, anything that's shifted. Um, Then we get to projectors. And so projectors are really here to guide energy. So we don't have that same consistent source of sacral energy that generators and MGs do. And it's precisely because of that reason, we can then take it in and kind of be like, hmm, like, here's how I think we should do things to make it a little better. Like, projectors are often the ones that are like, I know exactly what, you know, my friend or whoever, like, what they need to do to, like, solve their problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And as a result, it's, like, really important for a projector to learn where to actually put their effort and not just like spew their insights everywhere even though we so like desperately want to be seen and recognized for it it's like there's a time and a place and then the last type is reflectors their chart is interesting in that all of the centers are white and so this gives them this like deep ability to empathize and be sensitive to all of the energy around them and because of that they really 
they can develop so much amazing perspective about the world because they're like, yeah, I really feel like I could be, you know, any different, get into any different hobby or like really like get along with any kind of person. And so they really remind us like we're all one and they're, they're really quite different from each other depending on like who they surround themselves with. So it's hard to make more generalizations, um, but they're really quite special and help see the best in ourselves. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. And I'm like just starting to learn about human design and learning about the projector stuff. And so that resonates hard with like, if I in the past have tried to be more like a generator, I just like massively fail and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, how the hell do people do this working like 60 hour weeks? And I'd rather be working like 40 hour weeks max. Max, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm wondering um, how does it manifest for people if they are not following their like human design energies and what they are and their type, especially in their careers or like entrepreneurs, for example, how might that like show up in their lives? Yeah, great question. So each type has a feeling that will come up when they're out of alignment, actually. So for projectors, let's start here. Um, It's bitterness. So it's like, uh, I can't believe like I shared this great idea and nobody like nobody heard it or somebody else is like doing great. Like, you know, the comparison trap or like mm, just that that like I'm not seen and it feels really terrible. Right. But Mm. that comes up because often we're trying to push things where in a space where we're not going to be recognized. So that's for projectors Um, for generators and manifesting generators. It's so funny, Kelsey, earlier you were like, oh, I was really frustrated in my prior job because the not what's called the not self theme or this feeling that comes up when you're out of alignment is frustration yeah and this is more like the energy in your gut is like hey I want to like you know do the podcast or like read this book that I'm really into but instead I'm and I don't know what she did for work before but instead I'm like stuck writing this like report about something I don't care about and all that gut energy just gets like repressed and it's like oh she wants to get out so that's the frustration. It can also show up as low energy or procrastinations. Another one. Cause it's like, I just don't. Yeah. Do these <laughs> really resonate. Yeah, I also developed serious gut issues at my last job. So it's all kind of making sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I want to touch back on that, like how it can show up physically, but for the other types, uh, for reflectors is a sense of disappointment because they're actually here to just like almost like a butterfly, like flit into whatever life brings them. And when they put themselves in a box and they're like, nope, I'm just this one thing, it gets really boring and and sad. So there's disappointment. And then for manifestors, you know, what they want is freedom to do whatever it is they want to do. So if they're compromising their vision or just like people pleasing, like not following what it is that they want to do, then they get really angry. So anger all the way to, I mean, it's a spectrum, but like manifestor rage is something that people talk about sometimes where it's like, oh, like, why am I here? Like, you know, why am I stuck doing this? So that's something to watch out for. And then there's the actual physical effects, which, you know, you mentioned gut issues. I had my own health issues when I was out of alignment. And this is so interesting because, I mean, I'm, there's, I think there's some listeners will resonate with this. It's like things happen on the energetic level before they show up in the physical. And so when we're out of alignment with the energy of our design, I see, for example, manifesting generators often having like thyroid issues because it's like hmm. their sacral energy wants to come up out of their throat and be expressed, but it gets stuffed down. Ooh, that's all, interesting. Yeah. All sacral beings, um, if you're having gut issues, it's like, oh, well, is your gut energy not being used the way it wants to? Whereas for projectors, reflectors, and manifestors, we have 
the opposite. So we don't have a sacral center. So it can often show up instead as like losing your period, which I had, um, or like hormonal issues because we're taxing things too much there. What else? Headaches often come up for people who have who are like putting too much pressure on their mental centers. So there's like a bunch of things. I don't want to like make a whole list, but that's also a general category of how it can show up. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I'm definitely, I currently have hormonal problems. So this all makes sense. And sometimes <laughs> I'm definitely like, I need to take a step back and not work so much. So this is all aligning like <laughs> to a T. Go, validation. <laughs> yeah. So when you like work with people and like read their charts or work one-on-one coaching, what do you do when they're like not in alignment or need to be more in alignment? Like how do you coach them or what do you do to do that? Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing I want to say is like, it's so specific to the person, but um, in general, right. This is why I work with human design and coaching together because Human design just shows you like who you have the capacity to be, but it doesn't touch anything about like your past experience, your upbringing, your subconscious beliefs, what, you know, you would generally call like programming or conditioning. And so this is where within the the sort of bucket of coaching, I draw on different tools like subconscious reprogramming. I also work with a modality called yoga nidra. So it's like feeling into the body and having the somatic experience of safety to then put in new either belief systems or patterns or whatever, like reparenting shadow work. So there's all these different tools that we can use that are so much more effective when you know how to apply it, right? So it's like somebody who is going through career transition, it's going to look really different. Or let's say, because there's entrepreneurs listening, let's say you're starting a new business, it's going to look really different for a projector that's like, well, I don't believe I'm enough versus an MG that's like uh, with a defined ego. That's like, I, I'm not willing to let go of my old business because I'm getting, because people depend on me there. Right. It's like, so they're very different stories. Does that mm-hmm. answer the question? No. Yeah, definitely. And that makes sense. Actually, um, I was going to ask you what the benefit of working with a coach is versus just looking at your chart on your own and anyone that's looked at their chart, I'm sure they can tell it. There's a lot of information in there. So yeah, I would love if you could touch on this a little more, like what benefits do you get from working with someone that's specifically trained in human design? Yeah, I think the main thing is somebody pitch them is like probably not the best idea. Um, it's going to work a lot better for that projector to maybe lean into like, well, what do I want to specialize in and how do I cultivate my energy so that people really see me as a guide as opposed to like trying to grasp for attention. Yeah. So that's like one, maybe more like specific example, but also there's this irony, I guess, of like, it's actually quite simple in some ways, like following your design really comes down to following your strategy and authority. So it's like each type navigating life in alignment with the way that they're meant to and tuning into that, you know, emotional authority in your case or their gut or whatever. But it's one thing to know that and it's another thing to actually practice and apply it. So I think within coaching, you know, I work with a coach, I'm sure you have worked with coaches in the past. It's like somebody else to see you in a way that you can't see yourself, I think is the most important or most Yeah, just having that outside perspective and someone that's truly objective. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely helpful. Yeah, because it's hard to see ourselves sometimes. Like we all have blind spots, right? Exactly. A lot of them, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious with you and your own business, what have you found, if anything specific, it could just be, you know, human design in general, but have you found a specific aspect of your human design chart that's been 
I guess the most powerful in helping you realize yeah. what direction to take your own business? Yeah. Well, I'm always looking at my chart and there's always like every, I don't know, it, every like few weeks, it's like something new will pop up. And I'm like, man, I like, I love this part of my chart or like, oh, I feel so <laughs> seen by it. So I'll say that right now, the thing that's coming up is one of the things that I've been shifting into is trying to take in less information from people in the industry so that my own information can come from myself. But that is so hard for me because I'm a really curious person. That's in my chart. Um, I'm a projector. So I like want to like specialize and go deep. And, and so it's, yeah, it's just hard. It's like my, I can like the image that's coming to mind is fingers grasping onto like a cookie jar or something. And I'm like, no, like, but there is another part of my chart that explains why that is like, I really like, I like information. I am really curious. And so I think just knowing that about myself while also knowing there are other ways I can satisfy that has given me a little bit of relief and not, and like more self-compassion rather than like, Oh, why can't I just do this? Or like, you know, brute forcing it in a way that I might, if I didn't know my design. So it's always changing, but that's what's active right now. Yeah. I love that. It feels like a never ending gold mine of information that you can just constantly dig into. Like now I really am inspired to go look further at my chart. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, you know, like if you have a card deck and you pull a card and it like gives you something new to think about, it's like, I feel like that's how you can also, that's how I play with my chart sometimes. I'm like, what's this one thing and how is it showing up in my life right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. It's super cool. So how has your life changed since before human design and after human design, especially with the career change since you're now a full-time human design coach? Yeah. I mean, I hope this doesn't sound too flippant, but like literally everything in my life is different. <laughs> and I think in part, that's also because I'm a six, two profile. And part of the six line profile is you have this like first phase of your life and then you transition to a totally different phase of your life. And a lot of people, a lot of six lines who go through this, they're like, I feel like I like died and was reborn. Like I'm just, I'm not even the same person that I was. And I think that would have been a lot harder without knowing my design too, right? Like when things are like changing, burning down, crumbling, you know, getting reborn, that can be really intense. But even hearing the language of like, oh, six lines (laughs) will sometimes go through like really traumatic experiences because that becomes what you then stand on to become a role model. Like just knowing that Mm. was so comforting. Oh, wow. I'm relating so hard right now because I have goals. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what that meant until you just said it. It's six, two. But then I looked at my uh-huh. chart when you were saying that. I was like, oh my God. Because I had like, a very similar experience with like uh-huh. a traumatic thing that like completely changed my life. So I was like, oh, wow. That's yeah, crazy. Well, and you're, I mean, you're not in your second phase yet. So still got a few years of fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> still got a few years of the roller coaster to ride. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> better buckle up. You know what I want to say to that is it's sort of like, mercury retrograde right everyone's like oh no but like really it's exactly part of your path and whatever it is that you go through it's going to make you exactly who you're meant to be so there's nothing to be scared of even that's though cool. I will, yeah that's you know, comforting it's intense yeah <laughs> yeah definitely so yeah that was awesome to like hear all about that where can everyone find you and what kind of programs are you running right now that people can do and coaching and all of that yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at victoriajane.hd, or you can sign up for my email on my website at victoriajane.co. I'm going to try to be doing more there. And you can reach out for a reading or one-on-one coaching, and I'll also have some like intro videos to get to dip your toe in the water if you're just coming to human design and maybe not ready to jump into a full reading yet. So whatever mm. works for you, I would love to connect. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. We're so happy that we had you here. And can you just remind everybody one more time where they can find their own chart? Yeah, you can go to, you can Google it, but you can either go to Jovian Archive or mybodygraph.com. They both work well. Perfect. I'm going to head straight to diving into this. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Victoria. Yeah. So great to chat. Thanks so much. Chatting. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.